0: Peace, peace, everyone. It's your girl Sequoia Blue. We are back in here with another exciting episode. We have a special guest. We have Tina Erin, and she is a ghost helper. How interesting, y'all. So Tina, how did you um decide to become a ghost helper or did it just land in your lap?
1: I, I think it kind of landed in my lap. It's like a lot of people who have psychic ability. You, you know, you wake up one day and the next thing you know, you're you can see some things and you aren't always sure that you wish that you could people call it a gift but it's a responsibility because it's not like i can give it back (laughs) so i as a little kid i could see my my cat was hit by a car and i could see her ghost and then as years went by i began to see more things and when i met my husband it's like everything ramped up and i met him my very first day in the navy at my first duty station. So it was um and he's forty-nine years later we're still married. Isn't that amazing? Wow, yes,
0: that is. So that's, that's very rare to find <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. So many divorces are popping up everywhere.
1: <laughs> I know it's tough to be married to a psychic too. It's mm. a little strange. So anyway, um we lived in Italy, we had a lot of ghost issues there, but when we moved to Charleston, South Carolina, that's when everything seemed to just go nuts. And we moved into a house that was 18 months old. But the property had been had been occupied since the 1600s on the Ashley River. So you had generations of people who lived and died there. And I could not get this ghost. He when we when we looked at the house, it wasn't I didn't sense anything. And then after I moved in, because my husband went to navigator school, I thought I'd madness would set in. This ghost just drove me stark raving mad. And I didn't know how to cross over the debt. I had to learn that. So I started studying death. I went to the Duke university school of parapsychology and said, how do I do this? And they said, we don't know, you figure it out, let us know. <laughs> so it took me years to figure out what to do but I finally did. And, um, that's once I started hearing the stories, which is why I wrote three volumes of ghost stories from the ghost point of view. We always hear ghost stories from the scared person's point of view, but these are stories from what it's like to be the ghost. What do you see? What do you feel? What happened to you? That's what those stories are about. Mm -hmm. And some of them are just heartbreaking. And it made me realize that the spiritual service of crossing over these people was so tremendous that if I could do that for them, then it would ultimately be the compassion that I would want for myself or someone I
0: loved. Wow, I love it. So do you um, travel around the world and help people with their you know stories and try to help to explain the, the ghost stories and
1: that's why I do podcasts because I'm doing podcasts all over the world right now I whether I've got a whole following in England and in Australia and I've done podcasts in Rome and, and just all different kinds of places and the crossing over prayer which I wrote in 2012 was designed because I broke my iPhone. And I went to the Apple store and across the street from the Apple store was an expensive handbag store. I mean, like a grand a handbag. And so I'm wandering through the store because I'm killing time. And I had just published the first ghost book. So I handed the lady a book card that said, oh, this might be a really cool book. And she goes, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here. Do you know how haunted this store is? And I'm thinking, can this get any stranger? I said, no, I how haunted isn't she said well we see racks move and we feel like someone's watching us all the time and no one wants to open the stores and so i remote viewed the store while i was standing there and i found some homeless people who you know were liked watching women and then i found some very wealthy ladies who shopped till they dropped they died and they came back to shop some more
0: so wow wow (laughs) that is so
1: interesting (laughs) (laughs) so i crossed that i crossed all of them over
0: wow and
1: then the lady said let me and i said tell me how it is i gave her my card and she called me a couple days later and she said you know we have more of them and i said you know what it's about time that i wrote a prayer that anyone anywhere in the world can use And I sat down and let's just say I had a little help from the other side and I wrote the crossing over prayer. And this prayer is designed to be used by anyone anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter what your faith is. It doesn't matter whether you're an atheist. You believe it. You don't believe it. It's irrelevant. It works. And a guy in Belgium walked through the battlefields and the graveyards all over Belgium reading this prayer over and over and over and over again so that he could help all these people and he would hear these little thank you thank you thank you thank yous and so we beta tested it all over the world i had people who were volunteering because they had ghosts everywhere and that's how we know it so i wrote a book called the crossing over prayer book which is available on amazon i have eight books on amazon including the ghost books so, there's prayers for if your loved one killed themselves, they committed suicide. If mm. your child died, what prayer do you say? If your loved one yeah. was murdered, mm. oh my gosh. Mm. It's just tough. We have a lot of people dropping dead right now. Yeah, and I was
0: going to yeah, chime into that, like the whole grief thing, you know, because my stepdad passed away from COVID and my grandma passed away from COVID. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we know in. Baptist religion, they're like, oh, they're watching over you. But it's like, how do I know? What if they're stuck in a realm and they can't get out? What if they don't even know they're passed away? I mean, it's just so many things because I'm an out of the box thinker. So I'm always thinking, like, oh, how do I go about, you know, making sure they are where they're supposed to be? And, you know,
1: but those are extremely, extremely valid points. Yeah. I, I, um, my brother used to work for the Screen Actors Guild in Hollywood. And he called me one day and he said, oh, my gosh, one of the, you know, my one of the producers, a friend of mine was her car broke down and uh, she was sideswiped and she died. And she's on she's on her phone thinking she's calling, but I can feel that she's doesn't know she's dead. He said, can you just go help her? So I remote viewed. I followed my connection to my brother, to this producer. That's how I made that connection. If your audience wants to know, how does she just do that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're all connected. It, it goes along with quantum entanglement theory and string theory. It's all physics. And she's standing by the side of the road. And she's, and, and she's talking on her phone. And she's like, why isn't somebody answering me? I'm so frustrated. And this cop just won't listen to me. And I said, hello. And I look like this kind of white, filmy, thing standing there talking to her it's a mental projection and i said you know you died i don't know if you realize this that you the the guy hit you and it killed you and i'm i am so sorry and she says excuse me you don't understand i cannot be dead i have a nail appointment this week i have a meeting with paramount and my kids have a birthday party on saturday i cannot be dead this is not happening so I said, well, I'm going to bring in this big angel and, and this beautiful angel is going to help you with the trauma of this terrible accident. And they're going to walk you across that light bridge over there. Unfortunately, you did not make it. I am so sorry. Oh, and she walked God. away in complete stunned shock.
0: Wow. That is deep. Yeah, we need more people like you because, I mean, you're making me think about Bruce Willis in the movie The Sixth Sense when he was just coming home normally and doing his normal chores and stuff, but he didn't even know he was gone. And the little boy could see him. And I said, man, when I was a kid and I saw that, I said, this got to be real because there's some people that are so clamboyant that can see those things, you know, and man, that's that's interesting. Um, What do you think happens when we die? Well, I know what happens when we die, because I
1: see it. Yes. What happens is that whether and the Tibetans talk about this, and I, I want to point out that I have been studying how this works since I was eight years old. I, I don't just talk to spirit and hope I get it right. I want to understand the physics that attaches to this. I want to understand how the energy works in a body that is no longer animated. And what happens when you die is very, very specific. It's not unlike what happens when you're born. Energy has to enter the womb and it begins to animate a form, which is an embryo, and then it becomes a person. When you die, what happens is that you find that the vital heat begins to leave the body it's it's like shutting your computer down all these little all these little processes have to happen and one of the very last things that shuts down is your heart it just it's the job of your subconscious to keep you alive and your heart is just usually just going to go at it now this happens whether you die instantly or you have a long protracted death and as the body system shut down you go into a coma Mm -hmm. and once that happens you begin to separate more and more and more but you're still attached by what's called the silver cord you may have heard of that Mm -hmm. it's what attaches the soul to the body that's that connection and once you have that connection you are alive but when it's cut you can't go back in the body you're you're done it's over yeah and then you leave the body and there's so many amazing iphone photographs there's a very famous one of a guy at a motorcycle accident scene and he's filming the scene and he sees the guy the soul leave the body guy mm-hmm. died at the site and i'm sure someone can you know find that on the on the web which is very accurate and you separate and sometimes you see your body sometimes it's like the soul is in denial you don't see your body and every person's death experience is as different as their life experience you are absolutely right about that you're 100 percent correct about that and because of that the soul leaves the body and no one teaches people what to do when they die it's gonna yeah. happen to all of us What if we weren't afraid of it? I mean, people like you do a huge spiritual service for everyone by making this information available. I'm just a messenger.
0: Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's why I started saying I wanted to talk more about things like this. You know, I talked about shape shifting recently a few weeks ago and astral projection and stuff like that, because these things need to be talked about, you know, because some people are tapping into astral planing and different things like that. And I think it's not something to not be scared of It's to just be knowledgeable of, you know.
1: Well, you you do have to be aware there are some very dark things on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) Part of what happens when you die is you can see these dark beings. Do you remember the movie Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze? Yes, yes. Awesome film. It it has it's remarkably accurate. He's running after this his murderer. He doesn't realize he died. You know the vital heat's leaving, and there's this sense of horror, which happens with murder victims. They see what happened to them, and I don't mean to upset someone by that, but that's just the reality of it. And they look around and most of the time a light comes for them, unless they're really, really, really dark. Like the murderer is pretty dark. So you have these yeah. dark beings that come from, come for them. I also cross over the murderer and let me tell you why. Oof. Because I had a client in upper state, New York and She's a woman who had very little means. She wanted to hire me to clear her house because her father was a convicted, executed murderer. He was a serial killer. And he was haunting her and telling her to kill her four-year-old daughter every day, day after day after day. And I said, you know, I can do that for you. I can do it just as a service. And, you know, you don't have a lot of means. What if you could do it yourself and you could take your power back from this evil man? Biology doesn't always make a family and some family members do horrific things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make all the family bad. It just means that they did a bad thing. And so I said, use the crossing over prayer. And this is how I want you to say it. Say it with authority in your voice, say it over and over and over. Well, there was another element to this story. Her four-year-old was also very psychic. She could hear this man saying to her mother that she could hear her grandfather directing her mother to kill her This child could hear this every day. So the child's present as she's saying the prayer. And she's saying this prayer over and over and over and over. And all of a sudden, her daughter says, Mommy, the bad man is gone now. Thank you, Mommy. Wow. That is a man. And I wanted her to take her power back from this man, who has probably been cruel to her life after life after life. Doesn't matter to me. It was a big yeah. deal for her. She... Protected her daughter. So if you cross over the murderer, he isn't haunting weak souls in life. She was a much stronger woman than she gave herself credit for.
0: Wow, that's amazing. Do you believe that um, bad spirits can jump into people, and they and the person doesn't know that that bad spirit is in them? A ghost can
1: inhabit, you can have up to 60 ghosts in your body, 60. And how can that happen? I'm so glad you asked (laughs) (laughs) that can happen because if you drink alcohol drops your shields, your immune system is, is your spiritual force field, love Connection to God, spiritual force field. When you drink alcohol, when you take drugs beyond aspirin and Motrin or something, when you drink, you you take drugs, you drop that force field to zero. And any of these intelligences can be a black magician. It can be a lower realm intelligence. It can be a ghost. You can have at least those three kinds of beings walk into a human body. This is why the person blacks out. Something steps in, takes over, and they are urging you to drink so you'll drop your force field. It's hideously cruel, and people don't know that. That's why a lot of people get themselves into trouble at all these rave parties and other things that happen. Everybody likes to drink to be social. They don't understand. Now, you might wonder, how would you know this is true? Why should we believe this woman, right? Hmm. There are two board-certified psychiatrists, Dr. Bruce Goldberg and Dr. Raymond Moody, who have also identified this and written about it, that alcohol drops your emotional and your spiritual and your physical force field. Because think how many accidents happen, how many injuries happen when someone is drunk. It may taste good. Put it in a cake. But don't if you're drinking heavily, you are leaving yourself open for
0: some terrible things to happen. Wow. I think that's why it's called wine and spirits, (laughs) you know, because someone was mentioning that on a Tumblr blog and they were talking about that. And I said, man, I like to indulge in wine every now and then. But uh, it makes me think like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm opening up myself to. But don't drink it. as. I try not to drink it as much.
1: Cutting it back is probably a really good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I'm like, because I can, I can feel energies and stuff. Like I'm someone that's more of like an empath or I can feel something about someone or I could, I could feel if something's in the room and if, you know, like a ghost or, or like our energy or something's in the room and no one's there, like I could feel stuff. But, you know, and that's what, you know, some people get the little, like this, you know, because you're like, oh, it's not always just like a shiver. It's like you feel like something. You know something else is in there you know and especially with my dogs they they definitely they definitely know <laughs> they do
1: know they absolutely see it there was a story a friend of mine told me she had this adorable kitten and she watched her cat and her cat is playing and playing with another cat but she can't see the cat it's a ghost cat Oh, and these man. kitties are playing, and the ghost cat went right through a wall, and her kitten her kitten knocked herself
0: senseless trying to follow her. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my god. That's crazy. Um, so what so what are your thoughts on the Ouija board? You know, because that's like a, a big topic. Ouija board
1: tarot cards and seances open you up. It's not only open you up, but they open up a portal to a dark world and innocently you have not a clue how to close that world you don't know how to close the portal i just cleared a house in california last night actually and they were practicing all of these things and they opened up a portal that was the size of the diameter of the house and all of the stuff is just pouring through and you have to be pretty sophisticated psychic to close it so when you do that, you, you, will, you will make sure you're never wealthy. If you're doing Ouija and Tarot, when was the last time you saw a wealthy Tarot card player? Usually never happens. And, and you have to remember, you should be asking me, why is it so bad? How does it work? Because there are manipulators on the other side of the veil. We call them the puppet masters. And once you open the door, it's like opening your door to Folsom Prison or Alcatraz, they can walk right in. And a tarot card reader feels very powerful that she can read the cards and she does the, you know, the Celtic setting. They're telling her what to say because she's connected, but she doesn't pay them. She doesn't exchange energy equally. She just takes from them and they take from her whenever they want her health, her relationships, her money. She'll have a flat tire. All her appliances break down. Her spouse could be chronically sick. I had a woman who had 50 tarot card decks and everybody keeps them by their bed. Or in their nightstand, or several people keep them in their underwear drawer. Ugh! Wow. So you're—it's like if you could think of the dirtiest, slimiest, creepiest, most horrible thing—that's tarot cards. And there's one deck that's written by one of the most notorious black magicians who will not be named, and you're just about guaranteed that your life will go to hell overnight.
0: Dang! I didn't think about it like that. And I have tarot cards. <laughs> Well, here's it's
1: what like- you do. If you have tarot cards, wrap them in aluminum foil, shiny side in, because the aluminum foil acts like a mirror. Mm. I had a lady in um, in La Jolla who was chronically sick. Uh, it's just chronic sickness. Mm. No doctor could cure her, and she called me. and like I don't have any degrees on the wall, but I'll see what I can do. She said, maybe it's my house. I said, oh, by the way, do you have any tarot cards? And she said, I have a couple of decks. And I said, what's a couple of decks? She said, I have 20 decks. And and I said, well, and she said, I don't want to get rid of them. And I said, then I won't help you because it's worthless. Mm-hmm. I can't take your money. If you're not going to do the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference, there's nothing I can do. Don't pay me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She said, all right. I said, do an experiment. Put all those get a get a cardboard box line it with aluminum foil shiny side in and I and I challenge any listener to do this take all your tarot cards and put them in that box and just dump tons of salt on it and then seal the box with aluminum foil that's also shiny side facing the box and tape it all up put it in your garage
0: and then and then
1: wait a week And her husband, her husband wanted to just pitch the box. I said, no, 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 just wait. She waited a week. And the stench that came from the box was so horrific. But that wasn't the big deal. Her illness cleared up overnight. She could get out of bed. She could take her kids to school. She could cook. She wasn't brain fogged. She could think again. And they were moving, and she found another five decks. And her husband raced to the dumpster. It's better if you tear every card in half because it breaks the magic.
0: Wow. He was in
1: a hurry because he got his wife back. He got the love of his life back. Yeah. got their mom back. All because of some brightly decorated cards that are full of evil.
0: Wow. I never thought of it like that. This is this is good information though because it's definitely making me think more about what I'm doing and hopefully others can think more on this. Um, and what do you think about altars? Like you know how some people believe that if they have an altar and they feed their um, ancestors, that they're getting something like they are gonna manifest things on a faster at a faster pace. Do you believe in altars? No. I mean, if that makes somebody happy, I mean that's yeah. fine.
1: But if you're holding on to your relatives, you're not helping them. It's called attachment.
0: Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I I guess I'm pretty blunt. (laughs) It's okay. No, this is raw and unfiltered.
1: (laughs) If you have an altar, and I see this. I've been all over Singapore, and everybody has an altar. It's a very important thing to a lot of cultures. And I'm not here to say you should or shouldn't do it. In the Christian world, we have altars in church. People don't usually have altars in their home. But a lot of people love this and it enables them to remember the person who died and to love them. And that's fine if you don't hold on to them. A lot of people know that their relative is with them and they won't let them go. I was in uh, Rio de Janeiro um, a couple of years ago and I was in a jewelry store looking to buy amethysts because I love jewelry. I mean, girlfriend, who doesn't, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I love jewelry. Oh, my gosh, the
1: stones in Brazil. And, and and I'm sitting there, and I get this bad feeling, and I can see these three people standing behind the owner. And I said, guys, did you recently have somebody die? And they said, no. And I said, are you sure you don't have someone near you? And my husband just did this, like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> and they said, well, it's my parents. And I said, have you considered letting them cross over? And the owner looked at me and she said, "Yes. I thought about it, but I like them with me. I am never releasing them. They're going to stay with me." Okay. And she went out of the room to get me these gorgeous bundles of amethysts that I could look at. And um these the her parents said you have to convince her to let us go. And I said, I can't do that. That's not my job. If you walk out on the street, I can cross you over. As long as you're in her store and her property, there's nothing I can do. I made the suggestion. The door's closed now. There's nothing I can do. Wow. If you want to call an angel and you see the light, ask for help. But I have to respect this
0: woman's property. I can't yeah. just do that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to just be like, okay, get rid of that. Don't, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it's, it's a lot of people I met in LA, especially had alters and stuff. And it was interesting. I never told anybody what to do or anything like that. But I thought, you know, I just, I'm always somebody that's curious, want to know what why what took them down that road. Why do you want to do that? And they all had their reasons. So I was like, I just let them be, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's all we could do. And um, I remember one time I met a psychic and he was telling me that, you know, I should wear white to bed to protect myself from. From demons and stuff like that in my sleep. Do you believe in that, like wearing white so you don't have bad nightmares and stuff like that?
1: Well, you know, that doesn't help your sex life if a black negligee turns on your husband. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, wait a minute. What if somebody wants you to wear you know, black and purple? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: what protects? There are several things that protect you in the sleep state. He was right about that. Um, if you are having a lot of problems, yes, you know, wear white. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful colors out there. I would suggest if you feel like you are being troubled in the sleep state, and then I'm hoping that your listeners can find some help with this, because I hear this many times, multiple things you can do. Put salt under your bed. Mm-hmm. That's, a you know, a bowl. Good-sized bowl of can be sea salt, iodized salt doesn't matter. Put a glass of water next to your bed, and put salt in it. That's ex- exceptionally effective.
0: Yeah.
1: And what ha- and pour it out in the morning. Believe me, your cat won't drink out of it more than once. So um, <laughs> the other thing you can do is make sure you bathe at night if you bathe at night you wash off negative energy by the simple act of bathing cleanliness is next to godliness because it washes away darkness especially wash your feet if you don't have a septic tank which i have out here use a salt scrub on your feet they're not any they're not expensive to make a little salt and some oil on your feet and you only need like a teaspoon in your hand. You don't need a blob. You need a little tiny bit. Hmm. And you scrub your feet. Your feet pick up a lot of darkness. If you're walking the streets of Los Angeles mm. or New York City, it's a lot of darkness there. Yeah. Yeah. You need to really scrub your feet. So now you have entered the sleep state clean, protected. If you really are afraid Ask that spiritual police surround your bed. Put a green light in your bedroom. It's a, mm-hmm. They're called party lights. Home Depot and Lowe's sell them. Party lights. Or the old-fashioned hot Christmas lights that you can put in the night light. They're green ones. Mm-hmm. The frequency of green light keeps these beings out of your room. Uh, and the final most important thing of all is pray at night to God. Yes those prayers that you send into the heaven world, make this link. You are now connected to the divine
0: as you enter the sleep state. Mm, I like that. That was great because I'm going to try some of those things and I hope others try it. Cause I always, every time I talk to somebody, I said, I didn't get much sleep. I can't sleep at night. I didn't get much sleep. And it's like, Uh, you know, we're all trying to fight for sleep here with all this stuff going on, COVID and stuff causing brain fog and all this other stuff. It's been hard for people to sleep. So yeah, they should try some different things to help help themselves out. Um, So I'm about to wrap it up, but I want to ask you two more questions. So what would you tell your 18 year old self?
1: What a life is ahead of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it! I it's a
1: great life you're going to have a blast it's going to be really hard some days really really hard but you're going to have an amazing life truly amazing life
0: wow and I, yeah your life is very interesting from being in the navy becoming a commander then becoming a ghost helper i mean that's amazing i love it because nothing is mutually exclusive you can be two things at the same time or you can change up things i mean I just love that. Um, And so what books would you recommend to the audience to read, uh, including your books as well? I there are several books, one of them.
1: There's just just some uh, awesome authors out there. Everything is frequency. And David Hawkins wrote a book called Power Versus Force, Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. It discusses frequency. And the higher your frequency, the less likely you are to be sick, the less likely your car and your appliances will break down, the better your relationship, the happier your life. It's all a math problem. Hmm. The other books, I have eight out there. One is a book on grief. We've got people dropping dead like flies right now. The death rate is up 40%, which is the highest that's happened in history, I think. Only, Only plague time was worse. Oh man. And we lost half the population of Europe during plague. So I have The Lightworker's Guide to Healing Grief. I have several books on karma. Because if you understand how your actions translate into the future, you would do things differently because you are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. The ghost story books understand how different each ghost is. Ghost stories from the ghost's point of view, volumes one, two, and three. I have the Lightworkers Guide to Everyday Karma, but I also have the Crossing Over Prayer book 88 Prayers to Help the Living and the Dead. Mm. And you can find these books on ghosthelpers.com. They're all over, they're on Amazon. They're on audiobooks. Not all of them are audiobooks. I'm still working on that, but I have a lot out there. I have five of
0: them on audio. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, a lot of people are now listening to books in their car and stuff. I know I use Audible all the time religiously, so. Oh, they're great. Oh, the ghost story cool. books are great on Audible. <laughs> yes, like, I mean, I just could listen to it and um, I just like it, cause especially sometimes you don't feel like reading your eyes hurt and stuff, especially me working on a computer all day. I love it. Yeah. Um, what's a saying or quote that you go by? the compassion you
1: use to help others living or dead is the compassion you want for yourself.
0: There you have it. I love it. I love it. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Please check out her website. I'm adding the show notes um, as well. And um, I want to thank everybody for coming on here and listening with an open mind, open heart and um, subscribe, like share. And um, also if you're dating out here, check out dating assassins card games. Go to datingassassins.com. Get your deck today. Thanks, everyone, and be easy.